Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, here we go. It's another big week in the NFL for the Pittsburgh Steelers. This is the Steelers Wire podcast, powered by USA Today Sports. Now, your host, Ryan O'Leary, and Steelers Wire editor, Kurt Popejoy. Okay, Kurt, I'm glad I went on and on and on about the rivalry game, the Browns, how this is going to be a good test, and, you know, there's going to be some, maybe a little bit of hatred from last year and all the stuff that went down, but nope, nope, the Steelers put a whooping on them, and man, it's a good team. They look good, the Steelers do. That was easily their best performance of the year. I mean, they they uh, they put it all together. That was probably the best game top to bottom. Um, you know, the Browns, they, we talk about it being a rivalry, but I think the Browns got to win before we can really talk rivalry. Yep. They uh, they find find ways to lose, it seems like. Yeah, that, that, you know, that was the game I said this this was their last chance to really to really get one before they have this three game road stretch. Um, and boy, they, they came out and made a statement. I mean, they, uh, I've always kind of criticized the coaches for, for adjustments, making adjustments and doing what they need to do. And I think they recognized where they were struggling on third down and boy, they put the clamps down on them. And I think that made really all the difference in the world, that third down defense for Pittsburgh. They, uh, I think one of 12, um, the Browns converted third downs. They had been kind of, you know, they'd had, they'd struggled getting off the field. So, yeah, they found a way to make it work this week. We'll see if they can, you know, do it again. But, yeah, that was that was a good way to spend a Sunday. That was uh, sweet. That was sweet. If you're a Steelers fan, that was sweet. It's not so, yeah, not so yeah. sweet if you're a Browns fan like my wife, you know. So that's that's, oh, that's, yeah. her, that's her issue. But I don't know. I mean, I, Baker Mayfield did not look very healthy. I know they didn't have Nick Chubb, but still – Healthy Baker Mayfield, Nick Chubb. I think the Steelers are still winning that game. So great game for the Steelers. But the the big story out of Pittsburgh right now, it's all over Steelers wire. It's it's what the fans are talking about. It's the injury to Devin Bush, right? That's just a killer. And, it, and nothing takes the air out of your balloon like an injury like that. And it's not like the Steelers are super deep inside linebacker, Kurt, but no one is. I mean, what's your leadoff thought on, on how the Steelers go about replacing Bush? Is it, is it some of these guys we saw on Sunday that filled in or is it an outside yeah. hire? Now, I think I think at least for this week you're not going to see any changes. I think that it'll be Robert Spillane. They'll probably pull uh, Ulysses Gilbert off of the practice squad mm. for this week. Um, he's a nice young player, real athletic, real him. fast. Yeah, I've been hearing a lot about him. Yeah, just doesn't have the you know one of Tomlin's big things when it comes to depth players on defense is, is you you kind of earn your money on special teams and that that gets you the reps on defense. And I think that for Spillane, he's always just been a good special teamer. And so that's kind of kept him ahead of the on the depth chart. Um, but I think that you know if we're if we're talking about replacing Devin Bush, uh, there is no combination of guys that's going to do what Devin Bush could do. Nope. You know you got Vince Williams, who's kind of the run stuffer and the blitzer. It was nice because Devin Bush could play off the ball more and drop into coverage more. I, I would assume that that Ulysses Gilbert gives him a better option as far as working in space with speed. 
um, than Spillane. But, you know, he made some plays last week. I mean, he went out there. Biggest thing is, is, you know, Devin Bush is the guy with the mic in his helmet. I mean, he's the one calls the defenses and, you know, kind of moves people around ahead of the snap. I don't know. Spillane did it in a limited role last week. I don't know if they're going to hand that duty over to Vince Williams or make a Fitzpatrick or how they're going to do that. They've, they've, you know, when Ryan Shazier went down, they were in kind of the same position. He was the guy that called all the defenses and they had to, had to make those adjustments. I think you also got Marcus Allen, who was a safety at Penn state. He's put on some weight this off season and he worked at inside linebacker during training camp. He's another guy, downhill guy, you know, hits hard, fast, but not terribly, not terribly mobile. Doesn't, you know, it doesn't move around to work in space as well, but he's another guy that they could bring in for some for some additional, you know, athleticism because that's really where the drop off is. I think if you look at Spillane, he's just not the athlete that Devin Bush was. But I think with a week to prepare, they're gonna have a rotation of guys that they can use. I think you're gonna see more of Cameron Sutton. Cornerback is probably gonna play more. You know, they've been kind of kind of moving Sutton up as a more of a nickel corner and sliding Mike Hilton into more of a safety role. And I think they could do some more of that this week. I think they'll do their best to kind of mask the fact that Bush isn't out there. I think the most interesting thing is going to be, will there be any communication issues with somebody else calling the, calling yeah. the defenses? Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. That's not that's not one that I thought about. So that's, that, that is a really interesting point. And then we saw Pouncey also get hurt, but that one doesn't mm-hmm. sound like it's like, super serious but it, no. it's a little scary when he keeps re-injuring the same foot which is what it seems to be right yeah yeah it's the same injury i you know i, I joked with my boss that is he going to be the first is he going to go on ir before david DeCastro at this point you know <laughs> i mean you just you just feels like one of those guys is going to end up on ir before this is all said and done and i i, I like the i like the drop off from DeCastro to kevin dotson a lot more than i like the drop off from marquise pouncey to to J.C. Hassenauer, you know, as his as his replacement. So we hope we hope Pouncey can stay healthy. Well, the good news for the Steelers is they got really good personnel, uh, especially on the defensive side of the ball. So I, I yeah. think you know they'll be able to figure it out. And speaking of that good personnel, before we get into our fantasy segment, which is coming up next with the Huddle.com, are there too many receiving toys right now for Big Ben, uh, Kurt, to keep Juju in your in your fantasy football lineups? Because you got Deontay Johnson probably coming <laughs> back soon, and Claypool's yeah. just taking all these targets, and all of a sudden Juju's having this these lines in these games where he's like two catches, six yards, like stuff like uh, that. You know, it's it's kind of weird. And, and I think for a personal standpoint, you know, it's got to be conflicting for, for Juju because he wants to win. He loves the teams winning. But at the same time, this is a guy heading into free agency. Yeah. He, yep. he didn't want two catches for six yards as he as he looks for that next contract. But I, I, I think that that just kind of shows you how smart Roethlisberger is as a quarterback. He's not letting the defense kind of dictate what he does. You know, he's looking at coverages and he's always going to look for the guy who's who's got the coverage that works. I think if Deontay Johnson can make it back, he's probably going to steal some looks. But I think right now, James Washington made a couple of big catches last week. He's kind of my sleeper guy. Washington, when he came out of college, I just loved his game coming out of college. He's just that farm boy strong, you know, just takes the ball away from people posts up defense, you know, defensive backs. And, you know, he's, he's his hands. I remember when he played Oklahoma state, they always talked about how strong his hands were. And it was because he went and worked on the farm all summer. He turned wrenches and, <laughs> and did all those kinds of things. You know, he didn't need all the high tech workout programs and stuff. And, you know, I think it's going to be tough. I mean, from a fantasy standpoint, week to week, you just don't know who's going to make the plays. I mean, it, at this point, do you have to just plug Claypool in? Cause you figure they're going to find a way to get him into the end zone. Yeah. 
But yeah, I mean, this could be the week that Smith Schuster gets the coverages and Ben just feeds him the football six or seven times. And it's nice. It's a nice problem to have that you don't know week to week who, who's going to be the guy, but you know somebody is every week. Oh yeah, too, too many toys for Big Ben. Too many toys. But you know, if you, yeah. have, a Juju, if you have Juju on your fantasy team, you know as soon as you Oof. put him on your bench, he's going to go off. Everybody right. just knows that. That's, that's exactly. exactly what's going to happen. So here's more fantasy football advice and then more Steelers talk coming up with Kurt. I'll be right back. Fantasy football is about proving that you are better than your friends. Sit him, start him. These are the fantasy picks of the week. It will kill me if this game ends in a tie. I need this win. This game's pretty much done. With Corey Bonini from thehuddle.com. Corey Bonini with thehuddle.com here to talk to you about fantasy football strong plays for week number seven. Quarterback Joe Burrow versus the Cleveland Browns. These teams met in week two, and if you'll remember, Burrow threw 61 times. Don't expect that in this one, but he finished with 316 yards and three scores. Those numbers are just slightly better than what is being allowed by Cleveland on the year at 290 and just over two touchdowns. Approaching 303 is within reason, but be very happy with 280 and two. Running back Latavius Murray of the New Orleans Saints versus the Carolina Panthers. New Orleans is fresh off of their bye, and they face a defense that has given up eight rushing touchdowns in six games, plus allowing more than 100 yards per game on the ground to the position. While the scoreboard usually dictates Murray's role in the offense, he has seen at least 10 touches in each of his last three games and in four of the five contests that he's played this year. Carolina is dreadful against running backs. Marvin Jones of the Detroit Lions faces the Atlanta Falcons on the road. While Jones has been awfully silent of late, producing only 17 yards in his last two games combined, and he has no touch touchdowns with Kenny Galladay in the lineup, there's still upside here. Atlanta has given up the fifth most points in both prominent fantasy football scoring systems. Most of the damage has come via being the second worst defense for yardage and the seventh for catches allowed. This game also has the potential for a shootout given how poor Detroit's defense has played most of the season. Another player who at one point was featured prominently in fantasy football, Evan Ingram, the tight end for the New York Giants. On Thursday night, he travels to Philadelphia for a top six matchup in all meaningful statistics for fantasy. This defense has given up the fourth most catches, sixth most yardage, and sixth highest touchdown efficiency rating. It hasn't been pretty for the Giants, especially for Ingram. At some point, it's going to click, and gamers have to be ready to take the chance and not miss out on such a premier matchup. For more fantasy football news and advice, make sure to check out thehuddle.com. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Damon is a great player. Uh, no high-ever high guy. You know, he's a, one of the most legendary guys on the team, one of the fastest guys on the team. So anytime you lose somebody like that, man, you know, it's a big blow. But Spillane came in, and uh, he did well. He communicated well. You know, our prayers up with David as he goes through his recovery. Bud Dupree of the Steelers right there speaking on the loss of fellow linebacker Devin Bush. Kurt, I, I saw this stat, and I had to get your take on it. So right now, first of all, what do you think about that NFC East, huh? Ooh, pretty good division over there. But right now, the 2-4 and four yeah. Cowboys, who are in first place in the NFC East, if you do... One of these projection websites has the Cowboys having a better chance of hosting a playoff game than your five and zero Steelers. So yeah. I wanted to throw I want to throw this one at you. It's a little bit of a different question, but I wanted to get your take. Like it might be time for the NFL to rethink this uh, 
everyone who wins their division gets a home game, right? Because if the Cowboys are hosting a home playoff game in the NFC and the Steelers aren't, that's just out of control. That's just out of control. Yeah. We can't have that. So, you know, when the Saints are going to have to go 12 and 4 and travel on the road to take on, to play their first uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. playoff game against a team that comp. wins five games. Yeah. It, it's kind of crazy. I mean, it's, you know, and they've added an extra team this year. And so you've got, you know, potentially another team that's going to have a better record. Yeah, I don't I don't like the idea. I mean, now you've only got one team that's even going to get a bye week in each uh, conference. So it really makes the AFC who has a lot of teams that are got really solid records. I don't know. It's going to it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. I mean, you've got Pittsburgh sitting at as the number two seed, I guess, right now. Yeah, this whole playoff seeding is just so ridiculous when you have a division that's so bad. I I, I don't know. That was a hell of a product it's, on Monday night, huh? Oh, my gosh. That was hard to watch. <laughs> it was. It was. But, uh, okay, so I just want to continue a conversation we had last week about Le'Veon. So mm-hmm. we find out where he ends up. He ends up with the Chiefs. So any Steelers fans out there that were hoping Le'Veon Bell would come home, that didn't happen. I know, Kurt, you're probably happy about that. Actually, I know you're happy yeah. about that. But yes. what do you think about Le'Veon to the Chiefs? Uh, they look like pretty set at the running back position uh, against the Bills this past Monday. So what do you think of it? What, do you, what does he add to their uh, their team, you think? You, you have to wonder. I mean, are they just suddenly – I mean, I know he didn't play last week. The, the rookie, I mean, he topped 100 yards again. I mean, I don't know what you do. You look good. I, I just feel like anything they do at this point – if you're the Chiefs, I, I, I don't know. I would want to mess with that chemistry that that team has right now. I mean, they just have – he's such a good fit for how they run the football. And, and living here in Chiefs country, I mean, I watch a lot of Chiefs football and, and track them fairly closely. Personally, I, I, I don't see Le'Veon's running style really meshing with how, how fast Kansas City likes to play. Yeah, I mean, he's not a guy that, that plays fast. He's that, you know, that kind of lull you to sleep kind of guy. And I'm just, I'm just not sure what they're going to do with him. They – I assume you could use him as a third down back and he can because he can catch the ball so well. He runs such good routes. But, yeah, I just I don't know when I when I saw it was down to kind of Miami and and Kansas City, I thought, well, if he wants to win, he's going to go to Kansas City. But if he wants to have, you know, unlimited time on his jet ski, he's going to he's going (laughs) to stay in Miami. There you go. And, and ultimately, you know, this is an opportunity for him to say, I, I played on, you know, if, if Kansas City goes back to the Super Bowl, it's a it's a chance for him to get a ring. And he's still making a lot of money this year. And that all falls into line with what he what he likes. And if he can do it without having to be a, you know, carry the load as the running back too, I just have to think that, that that's exactly what Bell wants. I, I At this point, he's kind of squandered an opportunity to be a, a truly great back at the league, I think. But I just I think Andy Reid's too smart to mess with the chemistry that that offense has. I I, I just can't see it. But yeah. I, I can't see Bell being a huge part of the game plan, especially how, with how good that kid looks. Yeah, Hilaire does, you know, so yeah, so that'll be really interesting. It'll be interesting to see how Bell gets used. So we know the Steelers are good, though. We know the Steelers are really, really, really good. Are they great? Oh, man, we're going to find out, aren't we, Kurt? This this schedule coming up, two road games at Tennessee, yeah. at Baltimore. I want yep. to get Kurt's take on these games. We'll do that here coming up next. It's that time again for the line of the week. The inside track to the favorites, the underdogs, and the over-unders. I think I want my money back. Now, here are Jeff Clark and Eston McLaren from USA Today's Sportsbook Wire. Hello, I'm Eston McLaren of SportsbookWire.com and Bet Slippin' Podcast. Here's what you need to know to bet on the Week 7 Sunday night football game between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Las Vegas Raiders. The Bucs are coming off their most impressive win of the season, 
beating the Green Bay Packers 38-10 in Week 6 to move to 4-2. The Raiders, who are 3-2, are coming off a Week 6 bye after stunning the Kansas City Chiefs with a 40-32 road win in Week 5. The Buccaneers come in as three-point road favorites. Las Vegas Raiders, their home dogs, plus three, over under a 53.5. Buccaneers, they got a win by four points to cover that spread. I'm back in the Raiders. They stay within three points. They might even win outright. I'm going to put a little sprinkle on the plus 130 money line for the home Raiders. Check out sportsbookwire.com for more. With all odds from BetMGM Sportsbook, subscribe to Best Up and Podcast with new episodes every Friday morning. Be sure to rate and review. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Doesn't get much tougher than this. Back-to-back weeks, Titans, Baltimore, and Kurt. I love Mike Vrabel as a coach. Man, he just seems to get it. Tannehill's playing like playing like he's glad he extracted himself from Adam Gase. Like, that's, how, that's how he's playing. He's just playing so well. Derrick Henry's running everybody over. Not a great time to lose one of your best linebackers when you got to try to deal with Derrick Henry all night. So uh, what do you think about this matchup with the Titans and then having to play the Ravens right afterwards? This is one when the Steelers kind of got screwed over with that bye week thing. We, we looked at this and said, oh, yeah. boy, this is going to be a brutal stretch. Now we're yep. there. We know the Steelers are good. They're 5-0. and That's the good news. The bad news is, man, they got two really tough physical games coming up, don't they? Oh, yeah. I mean, and that's what it's going to be. This is going to really show where are they physically healthy enough, you know, to get through these next two games. And that's that's what, as I look at Tennessee, they just, I, I know Pittsburgh has kind of made their money this year shutting down the run. And they, they stopped Saquon Barkley and they stopped Kareem Hunt and, you know, Barkley's probably health, when healthy the best back in the in the NFL. But Derrick Henry just brings something different. I mean, he's a he's just so much bigger and so much more physical. I think you're going to have to, you know, if you're Pittsburgh, you're going to have to rotate defensive linemen in. You're going to have to keep guys fresh because he's not. I mean, Kareem Hunt's a talented football player, but if you get his momentum stopped. He's really not hard to bring down. Mm-hmm. And that was always kind of his thing um, before he came to Cleveland. But with Derrick Henry, he just doesn't allow you to stop his momentum. Like he's not a guy that's going to that's gonna see the defensive lineman or that linebacker set that edge and crash down. He's just going to keep coming. And so, you know, I don't think they're going to get a lot of him getting forced back inside where there's guys waiting on him. I think he's going to go out, try to stay outside on some of those runs and see if these, you know, 190 pound cornerbacks really want to tackle a guy who, like Mike Tomlin said, he's Bud Dupree, but faster. You know, he's so big and so fast. Yeah, he presents a very unique challenge to go with that. If the Steelers do just completely commit to stopping the run, if they start run blitzing and they go with bigger sets and maybe they don't bring in the extra defensive back as much and they do bring, you know, Marcus Allen in who's a 220 pound safety or then you've got to deal with Ryan Tannehill. And he's probably I mean, Deshaun Watson's the best quarterback they've seen this year. But Deshaun Watson was playing on a 
on a team that's just kind of lost. I mean, that is in terms of talent where Tannehill's got players. And so if they overcommit to stopping Derrick Henry, the way they have to every running back so far this season, that secondary is going to get stuck out there on an Island and they're going to have to, figure out a way to make some plays without the benefit of the front seven. Uh, yeah, I could see Tannehill having a pretty big game. I mean, we've seen some pretty average quarterbacks have pretty good games so far mm-hmm. this year against Pittsburgh, and so Tannehill's going to be the best of that group for sure. Yeah, because you, you just know the Steelers are going to focus on Henry, especially after that 200-yard yeah. game he had. And we, yeah. we talk all the time about the Steelers taking teams seriously, which which they've been doing for the most part, and mm-hmm. you know not sleepwalking and, and coming out strong and not looking ahead, Kurt, because man, that game with the Ravens is just like so mouthwatering and I, I don't expect any of that to creep into the Steelers head but you never know you're only human and I, I don't even think you could argue the Baltimore game is more important that's the one they need oh definitely yeah that's the one definitely. they need so I mean if ahead. you want to yeah if you want to go go five and one I, I'd rather see him six and one beating Baltimore than six and one beating the Titans I mean if I got a pick there was a time when you looked at that Dallas game that's coming up too and thought man that's going to be something well now you can't really look at that Dallas game that way the way they've kind of fallen apart but yeah if if the Steelers are going to end up seven and one after this road stretch I'd way rather have that loss be in Tennessee than in Baltimore because they've got to wait you know later on the season then they got to have Baltimore come to town and you'd way rather have them come to town knowing they lost to you once already this season. Yeah. So, yeah, no doubt. 100%. So I kind of agree with Tomlin. He said this week, yeah, how significant was the Browns win? Eh, it is what it is. You know, let's yeah. keep our pants on here. We could take the pants off if they beat the Titans and they beat the Ravens, right, Kurt? Then the pants yeah. could be completely yeah. off and we could Those... just go overboard with how the Steelers are going to be a Super Bowl winner. But you know what? I'm never comfortable. Yeah. I mean, you, you just – I don't know fan how fans – That's fan nature. Oh. They were up 17 nothing last week, and I was scared to death that they were going to lose. <laughs> I mean, that's just because you're just waiting for the, the interception that they run back and get momentum or whatever. Yeah, you just, you just can't ever be comfortable with the Steelers. You just can't. All right, Steelers at Titans. That's going to be a good one. Looking forward to your coverage on the Steelers wire. Kurt, have a great week, my man. All right, thanks so much. This USA Today Sports Podcast has been presented by USA Today's Sports Media Group and is available in your favorite podcast store. Make sure to subscribe for weekly updates, the latest fantasy picks from Corey Bonini, and the Huddle Podcast, Inside the Weekly Line, with Sportsbook Wire's Jeff Clark and Eston McLaren, and the Bet Slippin' Podcast. We'll see you again next week. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.